turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thank you and welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. Well, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas and... uh, I just want to share something with you, um, at least in a couple segments. I'm not sure how long uh, I'm going to take on this. But a Christmas message that is never, ever, ever presented as a Christmas message. But it really is. In Luke chapter 17, I know you don't think about Luke 17 as being a part of the Christmas story. And this isn't part of the Christmas story, but there is a Christmas message here. And I just want to make sure that we have our attention focused correctly as we enter this wonderful Christmas season. In order to give you the context, allow me please to read Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Luke chapter 17, 11 to 19. If you're not in your car, you're at home, you might want to grab your Bible, open it up. Luke 17, verses 11, 19, uh, pardon me, 11 through 19, a very familiar portion of Scripture. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, And with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Let's spend just a few minutes in looking at these nine lepers in Luke's Gospel, chapter 17. The first thing I would want you to see is their condition. Their condition. It says in verse 12, And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten lepers, or ten men that were lepers, and listen to this, which stood 
afar off. Well, why? Well, they had to. They were lepers. And according to Mosaic Law, if you have time, you might want to look it up, Leviticus chapter 13, and look specifically at verses 44 to 46 of Leviticus 13. Lepers were not allowed to commingle with the general population. They could not come into a city and just go into a home, go into a market or whatever. They had to stay separate and apart continually. That's why the leper colonies were usually outside of the city. If it was a walled city, the leper colony where the lepers had to live was outside of the wall. Well, that meant a lot of things. They couldn't come into the city to buy goods, buy groceries. They couldn't work. They couldn't have a regular job. And if it was a walled city, well, why was there a wall to protect them from the enemies? Well, if they're outside the wall, they have no protection whatsoever. And when they did enter into the city, on occasion, they would have to clasp or put their hand to their mouth, and they would have to cry aloud, unclean, 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 so the people could scatter, so that parents could get their children into their house, so that no one would get close to them. Their condition was incurable. Their condition was fatal. Their condition separated them from the rest of civilization. And I assure you, these lepers were more than fully aware of their condition. Fully aware of their condition. Now, when I read Scripture, I always try to apply it personally. And I want to make sure that we try to apply this because, again, I am forming this as a Christmas message. These nine men had this incurable, deplorable, or horrible, fatal condition, and they were aware of it. Here's my question to you. Are you aware that you're a sinner? Are you aware that your sin has separated you from God? Are you aware of what Scripture says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? Listen, my friend, if you want to come to Jesus, if you want salvation, if you want forgiveness for your sins, the very first thing you must do is to realize your lost condition. I realize that's very unpopular today. We don't like to talk about sin. We just like to talk about the goodness of God and his love and talk about your best life now. Well, my friend, you don't have a best life now unless you know Jesus as Savior. And you don't know Jesus as Savior until you first have understood that your sin has separated you from God. I have a sweet listener. It's very possible that she's listening today. Uh, She's a judge. And uh, just cruising across the AM dial a few years ago, she came upon my program. Didn't know who I was, knew nothing about me, but she just happened to tune in on a day that I was talking about salvation, what it means to be saved, and the prerequisite of understanding that you are a sinner 
Everyone is a sinner. Well, she grew angry. She was a good person. She did good things to people. And she was firmly convinced that her good works were really impressing God. And here is this guy on the radio telling her that she not only is a bad person without Christ, but that she is a hell-bound sinner. She got angry and she turned off the radio. But then as she tells the story, the next day she wondered, I wonder what that guy's talking about today. And so she turned my program back on and she began listening and the Holy Spirit of God began tenderizing her heart and the Holy Spirit of God began convincing her that yes, she really was a sinner in need of salvation. Do you understand that? And it's interesting that one of these lepers was a Samaritan. Well, Jews and Samaritans would never, ever, ever, ever be together. But you see, their condition made them equal. And I don't care whether you're rich or poor, educated, uneducated. It makes no difference of your social standing. It makes no difference of your ethnicity, the color of your skin. Sin makes us all equal and in need of a Savior. These nine lepers were lost, and they knew it. All right, we have to take a break. We'll be back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live on this Monday afternoon. We're taking a little bit of time to have a a Christmas Bible study in a text that is never, ever related to Christmas. Hang with me. I hope I can relate this to Christmas. We're in Luke chapter 17, the nine lepers. Most of you, probably most of you are familiar with this story. The first thing we saw just a few moments ago is their condition. They were sick. They were uh, not only sick, they were sick with an incurable disease that separated them from all of the rest of society and doom them to death, just like you and I are or were before we found Christ as Savior. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. They understood their condition. That was the first thing they needed to do. And if you're going to accept the best gift of all this Christmas, salvation, you must first... Come to realize your condition. You are you are a sinner, and your sin has separated you from God. And just like these Jews and one Samaritan were united together when they would never, ever be united, Jews and Samaritans did not get along together. But you see, their disease made them equal, and sin makes all people equal. So their condition— Here's the second thing I see. Their contrition 
their contrition. Look in verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They understood that there was someone who could help them. And it was Jesus. And they cry out to Jesus. And they plead with him to have mercy. Throughout all of human history, mankind has tried to deal with this inner sense of need to be rightly related to God or a God or many gods. Humanity has always tried to find ways to be right with the God that they believe in. Because there is this this inner knowledge that we are sinners and we are separated from God. I had a wonderful privilege on my 50th birthday. I had the privilege of visiting the Aztec pyramids at Teotihuacan, Mexico. At the zenith, 80,000 people lived at Teotihuacan, and the city covered 20 square miles. It took a 1,000 years to build the city and primarily the pyramids. You can go there today. There's the Pyramid of the Sun, the Pyramid of the Moon. The Pyramid of the Sun is actually the largest pyramid in the world. Now, it's not as tall as the Great Pyramid in Giza, Egypt, but in actual volume, it is actually larger. It took a thousand years to build, and why did they build it? To appease their God. They would bring victims, they would bring sacrifices down the avenue of the dead, and you can see that today. <clears throat> if you climb up to the top of the pyramid, you can see the the avenue of the dead, and they would bring these human sacrifices and make them climb up all of those steps, and then they would bind them on on an altar at the top. And then they would take a sharp knife, plunge it into the chest of the individual, rip its heart out. It was important that the heart still be beating, and they would lift it up to the sky to their God. We are told that sometimes they offered up to a thousand human sacrifices a day. A thousand human sacrifices a day. Why? Because they felt that they had a spiritual need, and this was their warped, weird, bizarre, cruel way of appeasing their God. Well, that's certainly not what these nine lepers are doing. But they understood that they needed someone else. These lepers had the right idea. And so they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Today, our culture and our society is absolutely consumed with proving our worth showing people how worthy we are, showing people that we deserve this and we deserve that. Listen, these lepers knew that they had no worth whatsoever. 
They had no worth whatsoever. And in their present condition, there was no doctor anywhere that had the cure for their disease. But they came to Jesus because there was no one but Jesus. And my friend, there is no one that can take the problem of your sin away from you other than Jesus. People believe that going to church will gain their way to heaven. That's not true. We're not saved by our good works. We're not saved by our self-righteousness. We're not saved by our religion or religiosity. Scripture is very clear that we are saved by grace, not by works. And so these, these lepers were crying out because they had a need that no one else could meet. And I think it's interesting that they didn't just cry out and say, Jesus, heal us! They said, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, what is mercy? Mercy is when we do not receive what we deserve. Evidently, these lepers somehow knew that they were sinners and they didn't deserve healing. They didn't demand, hey, Jesus, we're good men over here. We're good people. And if you're good, then you will heal us. There is a plea here. They are begging. They are pleading, Jesus, have mercy on us. And that is the way every one of us comes to the cross and receives the greatest gift of all, the the gift of salvation. It's not original with me. I have no idea who said it originally. I have no idea where I got it. But I have said through over 50 years of ministry, the ground is level at the cross. Anyone who comes to Jesus, they all come the same way, asking for mercy because they realize that they don't deserve anything but death, hell, and separation from God. The rich do not come to the cross differently than the poor. The well-educated, the person with four earned PhDs does not come to the cross any differently than the high school dropout. Sin is the great equalizer. As leprosy, leprosy came upon the rich, came upon the poor, came upon the young, came upon the old, came upon the Jew, came upon the Gentile, came upon the Samaritan. And when they got leprosy, they were all equal. And that's the way it is with sin. Their contrition. Jesus, have mercy on us. Forgive me for being repetitious, but I pray that you have prayed a similar prayer. We've got to go. We'll be right back. 